Kura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Welcome back to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. I'm Sadie Coe, and the first half, oh, this is B-side stories, I should say that. This is B-side stories. I'm Laura Kewen, your other host. And um, we've just been listening to Mike Joy. Laura was talking to Dr. Mike Joy about... Um, Fresh water. Fabulous uh, interview about his background. Find that in your podcast feed. Right now, we're going to be talking about a new co-housing development, which is going to be coming to Wellington soon. Co-housing is essentially private homes designed by residents, built around shared spaces. Bronwyn Newton and Lou Skinner are members of the Urban Habitat Collective, which has just purchased land on Adelaide Road. You might have seen it in the news. Hi, Bronwyn. Hi, Lou. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Can you guys, like I gave a very basic definition, can you give me a bit more detail about what co-housing means? Sure. Well, what co-housing means for for our project is an apartment building with self-contained apartments for each family, but with shared spaces like laundries and gardens and workshops and a a living kind of dining area. But all the houses do have their own own, facilities. And in in our case, it's resident-led, which means that we are putting the community together before we build the building and building the community and letting homeowners have input into how they want their their homes to be designed and also how they want their community spaces to work. So will you have quite a range of different styles, do you think, of apartments? We'll probably have a range from um, one, two or three bedroom homes and, and possibly a bit of a range in terms of maybe a large two-bedroom or a small two-bedroom, mm-hmm. depending on people's uh, finances and preferences. So in terms of shared spaces, I'm just thinking, so if you've got three bedrooms but you've got the rallies coming to stay, will there be yes, other bedrooms? That's, <laughs> yes, so that's a really a good question. So we do plan to have a separate little unit, which will have a bed and bathroom, which will be used, can be shared amongst the the people who've got their apartments. So that will save people having to have a room, especially for the occasional visitor. Great. Yeah. That does tend to become the box room, doesn't it? <laughs> traditional house. <laughs> Not here it won't. <laughs> <laughs> so how many dwellings will there be? So our plan at the moment is for 20 apartments. We have uh, eight committed families and, and quite a lot of interest in, um, in the other spots. And what about, I think you were talking about having ground floor tenants? That's right, that's right. Part of the district plan requires that you have commercial space uh, on the on the ground floor and so we'll, that will be part of our design and we'll be discussing with council about how how that's going to work and, and what sort of size it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Have you had any thoughts about the sort of thing you'd like to see there? No. Very wealthy tenants, really. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a bit of a tricky one in that at the moment, um, Adelaide Road, where our where our site is, is there's not a lot of parking. And there's also actually not a lot of foot traffic at the moment. We we think that there'll become more foot traffic as more residential uh, apartments go in, but at the moment there's neither foot traffic nor nor parking, which makes it challenging as a as a site for a commercial business. But obviously, the the requirement that you have that you have what they call the living edge of the city on on the street is is quite a you know we can appreciate that, so it will just be a matter of trying to design the space to be the most flexible 
and then to attract some. And obviously, because we have residential uh, units around it, we probably don't want things that are going to be noisy late at night. We don't, you know, we want things that might be useful to our tenants. So things like things like cafes or yoga studios or dentists or those kind of things. They're all possibilities. Definitely. I mean, it's a great site that you've got there. I see that you've got problems with your parking or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, just being so close to town. Yes. And flat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and on a bus route. Yes. <laughs> we um, we have a few families who want to have private cars, and so we'll be providing those, but that will be at the, the cost of those families. But we're also planning to do electric car share. We've got families who already have electric cars and are willing to to um, to use them in some kind of a car share scheme. So that will be interesting to see how we can make that work. Brilliant. That, that was something I was going to ask, actually, whether you mm. were going to allow cars. Yeah. It's an interesting question because we have to plan now for something in two years' time. So mm. what will be happening with cars in the, in the centre of the city may well change quite a lot with... You know, systems now starting up where you can rent a car by the hour or by the half day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at that very carefully. So I guess you're going to be wanting to keep those out of the main area if you're having gardens. Are you going to be planning mm-hmm. to have gardens? That's yes. the plan? Yep, yeah. we yeah. are, yep. Yeah, possibly yep. roof gardens and then possibly some at, uh, at ground level. Actually, it's quite near a... Um, an urban community garden, isn't it? It is. It is. We're, we're yep. looking at that very fondly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's the. It used to be Worker B Oasis. It's now uh, Kai Cycle, right, so over in Hospital Road, and they do some great work. Yeah, yes, they are friends of B sides. Excellent. And <laughs> um, so, what are you, the main aims of the collective? Um, is it mainly a response to the housing crisis, or are there other more value-driven kind of aims? I think one of the aims is is that. Quite a few of us, perhaps all of us almost, plan to live in apartments, but we don't want to be just in an apartment in a big block, not knowing your neighbours and not sharing anything at all. So it's trying to get some balance between having your own personal apartment but also sharing and knowing the people around you and sharing some facilities as well. So it's trying to get away from the loneliness of those an apartment in a big building. How will it do that? Just through the shared spaces? Yes, and by the design as well. So there's a, there's a concept in the design that your apartment will flow through to some extent into the, the shared areas. And there will, be a, there will be quite a strong desire to share meals. So most of the co- other co-housing units in New Zealand and around the world do have a really focus on sharing some meals together. Yeah, it's a great community, you know, building sort of function to to cook and eat together. Really, I, I think what's unique about our project in New Zealand is that we want to design the spaces to be to suit New Zealanders, to suit the way that we live and the way that we socialise. So we want it to be both sociable and 
and also for people to be able to have their own private spaces. I, I say often that one of my, my superpowers is that I'm an extrovert married to an introvert, which means that it's actually got to work for both. If, if my darling is not happy, then I will not be happy either. <laughs> so we're really trusting that we can design these spaces in a way that when you want company, you can go and get it and it's, it's easy and satisfying. And when you don't, you can be quite clear that you're in your house, you're, you know, you're, you're having some private time and nobody's going to come and knock on the window and insist that you come and, you know, have dinner with them. Yeah, I mean, for sure, that must be a concern. I mean, because you've talked about getting a diversity of residents, mm-hmm. and part of that diversity would be that not everybody is a complete socialite who no. wants to be out there partying on the patio every single night. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. yeah. And that's that. we're very aware of that, and we talk mm. about that, yeah. and people know, you know, in the process of being aware of what it's about and and deciding to come and join, that, that those issues are, are very real and something that we address. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An Im- important aspect of it is that you know we're building the community now. Like We have a delayed settlement till July next year and then we'll do at least a year of construction. But in the meantime, and we've been working on it for a year already, so we're, we're making those relationships now. We, we un- you know, we're working together to make this project happen. So when we actually move in to the building, it's just going to be another step in that community that we're already building. Are you all from the South Wellington area? No, no, no. not at all, no. no. I'm, I'm from the North Wellington. <laughs> um, yep. And I think, yeah, some of us are moving out of a house, you know, mm. on a side of a hill, and it's, it's time to move from lots of steps into an yeah. apartment, and this is a really good way of doing it. Yeah. We've got one person who's out in Whitby, and then the others are mm. mostly local. It's it's an interesting aspect of this project, is that unlike a co-housing project that might be taking people away to to form a village in a you know in a distant suburb or out in the country or something like that, what we're looking at is just a housing solution for people who already have social networks, who already have their lives based in the city. So we're not looking at creating a whole new uh, village as such we're looking at a new housing solution for our for our members and they of course will still have their existing relationships their work their hobbies their all of these kind of stuff and they will live in a community where you know they can socialize with their neighbors you know as they like how did each of you come to get involved with this Lou how did you well I suppose we've had friends um, who many years ago and along in different places have had things quite similar to this and then actually my wife and I or Jif my wife met Bronwyn in other areas and Bronwyn was so enthusiastic <laughs> and we were starting to think about you know leaving a house on a hill so we jumped at it mm. Yes. And how about you, Bronwyn? So were you in a bit earlier than Lou? So fact, you're a founding yes, member. Yes, I am. Yes, I am yeah. a, a founder. Uh, I met Jesse, who is my the the other the, the co-founder, uh, and is an architect, through his brother. And um, we we got talking about housing, and he said, "You have to talk to my brother. He's been talking about this kind of this kind of project for years." And then we fortunately uh, met up with Hannah and Thomas, who uh, another couple who were involved in the project, and they had been involved in various other groups uh, wanting to do something similar, and we just kind of took off from there. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what are the benefits, as you said, of being in this sort of 
What will be the benefits for residents of being in this sort of uh, co-housing arrangement? You've talked about lack, you know, lack of loneliness and that sort of thing. Is there anything else? I th- It'll be having a really nice apartment yeah. and um, it's really nice to be actually involved in the design and the building of it. So for some of us who built a house or had a house built, it, you become much more of that when you're part of that whole process. And while there are, there's a lot of work and a lot of you know, stress in going through that, it certainly will be nice to have living in an apartment that you've been part of from day one. Yeah. I think also people want more urban living options, but we don't necessarily want to have to give up all the things that you can do from a suburban house. So we want somewhere to, to fix our bikes or to sit out in the, in the sun, to sit under a tree. We want, you know, we really want to have more families with children and places for kids to play and, and, and those kind of things. Just because you're living in the city doesn't mean that you don't want to do all of the hobbies and activities that you have done before. And, and if you have a very small apartment that has very little storage or no workshop or no outside space, it's very difficult to, to continue that kind of lifestyle. So it makes living in the city a very a big compromise, whereas we want to see it, we want our homes to be you know, forever homes. We want people to be able to come and do all of the things that they would do in a suburban house, um, but, but just living in an apartment building and living closer to town. My thought that I had in my head has just completely disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about um, sharing resources. Are you planning to have sort of like a tool library or something along those lines? Yep. We and an appliance library. <laughs> nice. Yes, we do. I mean, the plan is to have a workshop, which will obviously have tools in it. And there are people who want to learn about woodworking, for example. And there's already there's a group of us who've got enough tools and we'll share those. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's certainly. And then yeah. the, the appliance. You, everyone doesn't need to have a rice cooker or whatever. A bread maker. Or a bread That's maker. That's what we argue over in our household. <laughs> Do we need a bread maker? It takes up too much space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And how will it benefit? So I can see how it's going to benefit residents. Will it mm-hmm. also benefit the wider community? Well, I think it's a really good model of medium density housing. Um, so that's certainly one of the things that we're really keen about is to lead the way in this area, really, and show another choice for living in the centre of Wellington. Mm. And so I think, it's, I think it's really important that we have the medium density housing for, as an example of what can be done. I think it's going to be interesting to see how much contact with greenery and the wilderness and, you know, and outdoors that we can design into the building because that's quite a theme that's coming out from our from our members like that they want to they want to have planting they want to have green space they want so whether we are able to do that in terms of ground level gardens and planting on maybe on walkways or on roof gardens or those kind of things that's a real uh, that's a real theme that's coming out of what people want out of the the building and that doesn't seem to happen a huge amount in other developer led buildings so that will be an interesting one in terms of how it looks to the rest of you know mm. to the street so you're not necessarily going to max out your site cover no, no. right and yeah. and what does WCC think about all of this have they been quite involved yeah we, we had a meeting with the mayor uh, a couple of weeks ago and he was very enthusiastic which was was really encouraging and uh, and actually when we six months ago we had a meeting with the planning section 
and uh, and discussed just some very broad concepts, and they also were very supportive. So we are we are hopeful, and we're not in terms of the district plan. We're not doing anything too controversial, so we're we're not kind of asking for too many compromises on their part. So, so it must be kind of a mixed zone down that part of Adelaide Road, is it? It's it is, and it's it, you know the intention has always has been for quite some time to get more residential into that area. So that's why they're quite enthusiastic. Do you have any, when you started this process, maybe did you have any other co-housing projects that inspired you from New Zealand or around the world? Well, the most obvious one, of course, is Earthsong in Auckland, in Ranoi. And, in fact, three of us went to their open day recently and talked to them. And it was really encouraging. It was really great. Although, even 17 years on, they keep saying, it was hard. It was really hard. Did we say how hard it was? <laughs> so I um, I joked with the team when I got back. I said, we, we're going to have to have a budget line for post-project stress counselling. <laughs> <laughs> but they've done an amazing job of, of building an eco-village. They're probably more focused on the sustainability values. They would probably prioritise those so, sort of sustainability first, social second, whereas we probably do the reverse. Um, but... Robin Allison, who was one of the founders of, of that project, is still very much involved and still very involved in co-housing. I think she's writing a book um, as a real inspiration for for what you can get done. How do you manage that social stuff without... I mean, this must be a common kind of criticism. Oh, how are you all going to stop from killing each other? <laughs> People can't live in such close proximity. People can't share. They need their own private spaces. I mean, how are you going to manage it without having all these rules and... To force people yeah. to cooperate. <laughs> yeah. It's a gradual process too. So we've got two years before we actually live there. Mm. And so we meet regularly and we're aware of that. And we have some techniques that we've got to make decision-making a bit easier and a bit quicker. So that helps us yeah. a lot. Yeah. We've got, we're really fortunate. The team that we have thus far is is very generous and communicative and skilled and mature so and that's not to say that we won't have disagreements or or arguments really all we can do is is commit to dealing with them in the in the best way we can and and the thing is that that's community i mean i think people have a bit of a fluffy idea about that that community is that we all you know happy all the time and just sit around singing kumbaya well um, I've done play centre and community orchards and choirs and all of these kind of things. And I know that it's not always, uh, you know, that sometimes people disagree on things and all you can do is is try and, and discuss how you're going to resolve, you know, differences of opinion. So we're, we're quietly optimistic. <laughs> so you're looking for more people, it sounds like. Yes, yes. we are. So what what's tending to happen at the moment is that that there's a there's a lot of us oldies who are keen to come in and because we've got a house existing or we've got some some savings then it makes it a bit easier for us but we but the oldies don't want and nor does anyone else want just 20 houses of old people so yeah we want a, a whole mixture from families single people and older people so that's really strong driver for us mm. at the moment. And we've had, we've had a huge amount of interest from just from that uh, article that was in the paper. We're, we're having an information evening um, afternoon on Sunday, and we've got I think fifty five people. So have where's said that? that they, that's at, at Thistle Hall, 
This uh, Sunday. This Sunday. And so if you go to our website, which is urbanhabitatcollective.nz, then you can sign up or, or you know, check us out on Facebook. Fantastic. So, I'm yeah. sure there'll be a few people who, I mean, maybe it's something people just want to hear about now and then later on it might be. Well, we we hope it's going to be the way of the future. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, when, when we talk to people about it, a lot of people have heard about it and we've had a huge amount of enthusiasm just, just talking to people, oh, that's a good idea. Mm. So there's, yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for telling us about that and hopefully you get lots of people to turn up to your next information you. uh, session that you're having on Sunday. Thanks. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.